Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Leviticus. We're in chapter 15 today. Um, Beginning chapter 15, we're going to be talking about the laws about bodily discharges. And as McGee says, um, this section is talking about more or less secret sins, sins that uh, are of private matters. And um, when we're talking about bodily discharges, it's for men and women. And it's um, discharges from male and female reproductive organs. And so um, the the act of creation, God creates the act of creation. Uh, However, uh, man uh, in his sin uh, after the Garden of Eden, uh, these reproductive organs, organs um, can um, be used in ways other than what God intended. And when man's heart gets corrupted, man's body gets corrupted. When women's heart gets corrupted, women's bodies gets corrupted. And um, there's just a whole bunch of verses that talk about how the heart of mankind is so evil and vile and corrupt. And people often uh, uh, have sin in their hearts, lust in their hearts. And, of course, they can outright sin uh, in sexual ways that um, dishonor their own bodies. Uh, And God says this can result in uh, discharges from these organs, and this is considered sinful. Um, It is considered sin. And so we're seeing um, symbolism here for these type of discharges uh, representing the sin that goes along with them, the sexual immoralities. Just as we saw a few chapters before, leprosy was representing the contagious nature of sin. It was representing how sin destroys a person and a house and a home and a community and how important it is to uh, be cleansed. 
and make atonement for one's sin. So now we've got um, secret sins, sins that we don't often talk about, discharges. So how do you know? How does how do you know if somebody else has a discharge? Well, if you come into sexual contact with them, you will. But um, but he the Bible doesn't even go into that. It's just it's talking about that discharge. That discharge itself is something that you know you are unclean, even if nobody else is around you that knows you're unclean. So let's jump in with that in mind, because these are very personal. Uh, the, the, the Leviticus gets very, very personal here about your own body's discharge. And obviously the God who makes you understands um, many of these discharges can cause disease. And so really it's emphasizing, um, you know, godly behavior in the and not being sexually immoral. And it's also um, emphasizing bathing. And it's also emphasizing keeping your your clothes clean and your bed clothes clean and your and your kitchen utensils clean. It's it's a look into that window too. Because mankind, whether you know, men or women, whether you want to be or not, you know, the because of our uh, sin in our lives, this world that we live in, we're not very clean people. You know, we can sweat. We can have discharge from bodily organs. We've got to be clean. We've got to clean ourselves. And so Leviticus doesn't take that for granted. And so it is an instruction on how to live a clean life bodily, but also a clean life spiritually. So Let's jump in. <clears throat> Verse uh, 1 of chapter 15, The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When any man has a discharge from his body. Now, the word body can also mean flesh. And my study Bible says that it is sort of used for to talk about the, quote, genitals. In fact, the same word is used in verse 19 for the female uh, vagina. So it's talking about the male genitalia here, and it will talk about uh, the female uh, body uh, genitalia too. Um, so his discharge is unclean, and this is the law of his uncleanness for a discharge, whether his body runs with his discharge or his body is blocked up by his discharge. It is his uncleanness, cleanliness. Every bed on which the one with the discharge lies shall be unclean, and everything on which he sits shall be unclean. So this discharge could be thought of as a, a venereal disease. You could think of it like that. That can corrupt everything that you touch. Um, or a discharge, you know, of um, bodily secretions that, um, that are happening due to um, problems. Um, that makes 
that person and everything they touch unclean. And we're not reading every single verse today, but we're going to lift out a few uh, high points. But anything he touches and whoever sits on what he has sat on um, and comes in contact with this discharge has to wash their clothes and bathe themselves because they're considered unclean. And down to verse 7, whoever touches the body of the one with the discharge shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. So if you just come in contact with someone in God's eyes because of God's holiness, that's unclean. And these rules are just to show us how far apart we are from God's holiness. In our humanity, God commands us uh, to live by the Spirit, not by the flesh. If you try to live by the flesh, you'll never get to God. Because just the man and the woman's flesh is always discharging something that's unclean. Verse 8, And if the one with the discharge spits on someone who is clean, then he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in the water in water and be unclean until the evening. So in other words, what is corrupted, even if you just spit, even if you're if the person doesn't sit on the same seat that you sat on, or you know, even if they don't come up and touch you, if you spit on them, and I'm not sure you know, in that what context that would be, but if they spit on someone that's unclean, he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself and be unclean until the evening. And I guess when people get into an argument or a fight, we've seen examples where people just spit on somebody in disrespect, but that even that act of human anger would make the other person unclean. Verse 10, and whoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until the evening, and whoever carries such things shall wash his clothes and and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And anyone with the discharge who touches without having rinsed his hands in water shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. You know, Bible's telling you to wash your hands. Verse 12, and an earthenware vessel that the one with the discharge touches shall be broken, and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. So in other words, if the unclean person is touching stuff, you've got to wash your dishes. Isn't it interesting how this, this very old rule book here in Leviticus chapter 15 has, has sort of transcended to modern day habits of what a consider what we consider good practice wash your hands before you eat <clears throat> make your bed clean your sheets bathe <clears throat> verse 13 and when the one with the discharge is cleansed of his discharge he shall count himself for 7 days for his cleansing and wash his clothes and he shall bathe his body in fresh water and shall be clean verse 14 and on the 8th day he shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons and come before the Lord to the entrance of the tent of meeting and give it to the priest and the priest shall use them one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering And the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord for his discharge. 
a very personal, a very personal rule, a very personal guidance for what McGee calls the secret sins, the sins that perhaps nobody else knows about but, but us, but you and the Lord. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today for this study. And for me to all of you, as always, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Leviticus chapter 15, beginning at verse 1, all the way through to verse 15. The subject in this chapter is discharge issues from the body. Scripture reads at verse 1 and 2 of Leviticus 15, And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, When any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean. So these discharge issues represent to us the repulsive pollution of secret sin. So there is a pollution in our souls and our minds, our physical bodies. And these running sores or discharge issues are highly contagious and infectious and reveal to us the exceeding sinfulness of sin. So human nature is an exceeding sewer of uncleanliness. Human nature is defiling and corrupting and no flesh can glory in in his sight. You know, no flesh can glory in the Lord's sight because we are you know, contagious and and you know, defiling and unclean. You know, you know it's not a nice thing, but that's human nature, that's what it represents. So leprosy was a disease that could not be kept a secret for as long as it works slowly but would actually finally break out. It would be seen. So the discharge sores could actually be kept secret for quite a long time and these actually represent the thought life of man as well as the overact of sin at the very beginning god saw that you know there was so much wickedness in man he saw the wickedness of man which was great here on earth and this has to do with um, that part of human nature's defiled filthy state and that part that part of human nature that actually affects others and a lot have experienced this and you know they want to be cleansed and it get you know and get it out of their system so you know there's that secret part of sin like deep down man is a sinner you know through his thoughts and through all these things um, you know, there's social sin, you know, there's that sin that everyone just tries to cover up and just is too ashamed to actually say, talk about it, and this is that sin. So if we look at Psalms 19 verse 12, it reads, um, from the brightness before him, his thick clouds 
so yeah, Psalms 19 verse 12, yeah. I'm reading Psalms. Okay, sorry, in Psalms 19, yeah, verse 12 reads, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. So this is looking at, uh, this is David. He is looking at, you know, the secret sin, the secret faults. And um, Romans 7, verse 18 um, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So Paul mentions the fact that you know he was a blasphemer, he was a persecutor, and you know he goes on to say um, he actually um, you know met the Lord. And that road to Damascus as a chief sinner. So he's, he's saying, you know, I was a sinner and a blasphemer. And he was saved by God's mercy. So we have here the nature of man that is hidden. This secret sin, it can actually be passed on to others. And this is what we know. That deep down in our hearts, you know, we have this sin. We have, have this sinful nature. So the curse of sin has affected man's power in the propagation of the race so the, these secret sins are mostly social diseases and they are prevalent today there is defilement and filthiness that's actually connected with sexual sin um that's actually very appalling and today with what we call the new morality they are turning up with the same old diseases and these are you know the venereal disease the social diseases that are actually at an increasing alarming um, rate and that's how sin is life today you know uh, it robs one of the joy of their salvation um, someone today was actually telling me about an article that we read about how the spike of um, SCIs and HIVs on the rise in Zambia and, you know, this has to do, like, if, if, if we just have a critical look and a critical think at it, um, you know, there was so much um, unruliness and rampant immorality that was going on um, from our previous government because there was so much money going around and there were so many young girls who were actually after these um, people who had so much money, these politicians, and it was just a sad case. So... Um, and this all has to do with um, this social immorality, and um, you know it's 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 an increasing alarming rate, and um, uh, this same old reality, you know the new morality with um, the same old diseases that are popping up everywhere. So God here gives man a comprehensive view, you know, and it's appalling. It's just, and God in this scripture. You know, he gives man a comprehensive view of the exceeding sinfulness of sin. So in chapters 13 and 15 of the book of Leviticus, God only spoke of Aaron. Uh, sorry, God spoke of, you know, he spoke to Moses and to Aaron. And here, um, and in chapter 15, God only spoke, um, sorry, in chapter 14, yeah, God only spoke, um, of Aaron that was in the law of the leper so the high priest Aaron 
is a prophetic picture of our great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he alone can give comfort and understanding to the afflicted and extends mercy and grace. So if you look at Hebrews 5, verse 1 to 2, it reads, For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. So today, we have a great high priest, as the Lord Jesus Christ, and he can't be touched with our sins, but he can be... Um, You know, he can be um, touched with the feelings of our infirmities because he, he was tempted like we were. He was, but he was without sin. So he was God manifesting the flesh. Um, he, but he had no sin in him. So um, here in, in um, verse two of Leviticus fifteen, verse two and three, it reads Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean, and this shall be his uncleanness in regard to his discharge, whether his body runs with his discharge or his body is stopped up by his discharge. It is his uncleanliness. So, this actually reveals how disgusting, um, impure, offensive, and corrupt human nature is today. That's the picture that we get from this um, the discharge issues. So, the pus of sin is flowing from the hearts of men and women today. We can't rub shoulders with someone today without it somehow actually having an effect on our lives because human nature is not only corrupt but corruptive and we influence one another we are all preachers by our lives you know how we live our lives is us preaching our lives so you know in the end we're influencing someone you know whether we like it or not we have like an impact on someone's life because human nature is corruptible so human nature is corrupting unless it's, um, you know, unless it's regenerated by the words of God, by, you know, the Spirit of God. So Matthew 15, verse 18 to 20, reads, um, <clears throat> But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, fornicators, thefts, false witness, blasphemers. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. So it's the things that come out from the heart. Those are the things that actually defile man. So people today are interested in... You know, outward things. 
they're interested in rituals and in religious ceremonies you know they attend these ceremonies and all and yet they have a very filthy heart so the soul of sin may be visible or invisible it may lose blood or pass or may appear on the surface but it's actually there the thought life and secret sins are what are in view here that's what is being talked about and if we turn to psalms 51 verse 7 it reads purge me with hyssop and i shall be clean wash me and i shall be whiter than snow that was um king david who was saying this so god has emphasized in his word again and again the exceeding sinfulness of sin and you know isaiah 59 too reads though we should read like the whole chapter um but your iniquities have separated you from your god and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear so um here um yeah it's it's, it's wise to actually read the whole of the of, of isaiah 59 actually so that's it, it separates sin separates us from god we may hide it so well that no one knows actually our true selves who we are but god knows us and that's what separates us from him um you know this sin may be visible or it may be invisible it, sorry it may be visible or invisible it may just be there um you know it may appear uh there and it may have blood or pus um on the surface but you know this picture of these uh this this the discharge issue and that's the thought of life the secret sins you know this is what we are actually um it's a picture of secret sin uh, in our lives and um, you know every man it reveals actually the sinful the exceeding sinfulness of sin so verse 4 to 7 of leviticus goes on to read every bed is unclean on which um, he who has the discharge lies and everything on which he sits shall be unclean and whoever touches his bed shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening he who sits on anything on which he who has a discharge sat shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening and he who touches the body of him who has a discharge shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and and be unclean until evening so everything that he touches you know the person with a discharge is unclean um and um god's actually concerned with our daily lives um He's actually concerned with the daily lives of his people. So God God is interested in what we actually think when we lay upon the pillows of our beds today. He wants to actually control our thought line. It's impossible today for a believer to actually rub shoulders with sinners in business or um, the social way without actually them getting affected. You know, just as this... Whatever this person with the discharge touches becomes unclean. And if a clean person touches it, they have to wash. So in other words, it's not possible. You cannot keep rubbing shoulders and 
living in society, you know, in a vile, corrupt society and expect to just come out and escape. So um, the important thing is that we should confess our sins and we all have this leprosy of sin, the discharge from the sores, the hidden sin. We are corrupt and filthy and defiled. So from verse 8 to 12, um, scripture reads, If he who has the discharge spits on him, who is clean, then he shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. So here he reveals the uh, nastiness, vileness of sin by contact. And um, here it goes on to read, verse 9, Any saddle on which he who has the discharge rides on uh, shall be unclean. Whoever touches anything that was under um, him shall be unclean until evening. He who carries anything of those things shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. And whoever, and whomever the one who has the discharge touches and has not rinsed his hands in water, he shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. The vessel of earth that he, that who, that he who has the discharge touches shall be broken and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed with water so um this actually reveals the nastiness of sin by contact and this refers to that which is um, accidental believers today often find um themselves in public places when some vile person actually opens their mouth and hears these things this is why we need the word of god all the time um, because we you know we are living in this immoral society and we're trying to be upright and live by God and follow his commands and um, we get to hear and get to be influenced by so many things that are around us so um, in verses 10 and 11 it reminds us that after being in the company of some folk uh, the believer feels dirty all over and needs to wash themselves. So we need to stay in God's word because we get dirty in this life every day. We do get dirty. So what we have here is a picture of the contamination of secret sin. It has a way of rubbing off. And we actually read on, the water and the blood are both used for cleansing. And it means that the Holy Spirit must apply um, the sacrifice of Christ to these secret sins in our lives today. That's why we need to be cleansed to come in his presence. So let me just copy verse 13 to verse 15. And it says, And when he who has discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count for himself seven days for his cleansing wash his clothes and bathe his body in running water when he shall be clean on the 18th day he shall take for himself two turtle doves or two young pigeons and come before the lord um in to the door of the tabernacle meeting and give them to the priest then the priest shall offer them the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering so that the priest shall make atonement for him before the lord because of his this charge. So
so this here gives us a picture of what's what's in the picture they have that you know we need the cleansing of um christ in our lives because every day you know we are you know we have that leper sin and we have that secret sin in us as well so we always are to look to god and you know that's why we actually need to be cleansed to actually come in his presence because god will accept no filthy thing you know people present their works and say you know i did this and that i'm doing this and that they go to these rituals and religious ceremonies and say you know i am um living a holy life but they are sinners and they need to be cleansed so yeah this is our teaching for today thank you all for listening and god bless you all and have a pleasant day bye-bye